Welcome to the Classroom Coliseum, the podcast home of the Goshen Gladiators. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Classroom Coliseum. Today, I'm here with Adam Yon, biology teacher, first year with us in Goshen, but 16, 16 years previous at Albertus Magnus High School. So he is no rookie, just new to us here. Adam is amazing. Uh, you may see him on the social networks and you look at things like uh, we had a wonderful holiday edition of uh, Sleigh Ride that Adam and uh, Walter Thompson, one of our technology integrators, um, did on uh, it was on the Goshen social media channels. Um, he's an avid piano player, also an organist, um, some crazy things you don't always hear from your everyday biology teacher. So Adam, Happy to have you. No, thank you so much for having me, and uh, happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We um, we're we're, we're at this point um talking about almost the end of the first semester here in Goshen. Yeah, yeah. So semester down. semester one almost over for you, which is great. Um, it's been interesting to talk to different people from their path, from how uh, they got to where they are. Um, sometimes it's pretty direct, pretty traditional. Uh, sometimes it's not. And uh, I was interested to think about sort of your path to this place in teaching um, in Goshen High School uh, or your path towards being a biology teacher generally, what that's been like, and, and maybe even what the difference between private and public school has been like for you so far. So it's kind of opened the door pretty wide here. Yeah, for a, lot of, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot to unpack. Um, but no, I grew up in uh, Beacon High School. So I, I went to uh, Beacon High School, graduated in 2001. I uh, didn't know what I wanted to do uh, with my life. I just knew I was interested in science. Uh, so I went to Dutchess Community College for a year with, uh, for a bachelor's in biology and then ended up getting a bachelor's from Dominican College in uh, Rockland County. Uh, now now it's uh, Dominican University. No big deal. Uh, s- still didn't know what I wanted to do, um, but I always saw myself as a teacher. So I uh, did take a semester off, tried to figure that out, and then I remember calling Dominican College. They've got a great education program. And uh, I told the head of the department that I wanted to, you know, get some education classes so I can have a backup. Oh. And uh, he made it known that education is no backup. Nice. And uh, he was very serious about it. And he said, you know, if, if you really want to do it, come back and see me. Um, but it's not a backup. And uh, yeah. he was absolutely right. So um, I went back for the second bachelor's in education, secondary education. And they sent me to Albertus to uh, student teach. So I was there for eight weeks, and uh, they pretty much offered me the job uh, by the end of it. So uh, I was there for 16 years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting. You know, um, it's an amazing time, and and you took a jump to to public school this year. I think that's an interesting story as well, if you want to elaborate on that. If not, that's okay. But just one thought that I had was – it's interesting, and I think I talked to a lot of science math people, that they tend to love the content, and that's how they open the door into education. I think it was, yeah. I was, I, and I was even more of a math person. Like, if you asked me in high school, what would I teach? It would probably be math. Um, but I just found this interest in uh, science, and uh, um, that's what happened. So I, I stuck with that, and I've always had a passion for it. And, um, you know, I like to show that to my students. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and so let's think about that a little bit. Your students may not have the same passion for science that you have. No, certainly not all. Now you teach AP, but they exactly. You teach AP, so you have some kids who have chosen yes. that path as well. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if you have a kid that's in your class that doesn't have that passion for science, how do you try to reach that that kid? You know, I just try to make connections between the material that I'm teaching and things that are going on in the world. 
um, no matter what, there's some kind of connection. Yeah, absolutely. You know, whether it's uh, something topical, something going on in the news, something controversial, whatever it is, I like to try to make those connections and show them how there are aspects of biology in everyday life. That's so great. What do you think, um, any differences after one semester about uh, public school and private school? You know, the I loved Alberta, so I really, really did. A um, ton of great uh, connections and relationships that I made there. I had like two tables of Alberta's people at my wedding, um, and I really thought it was a family, and I really liked that, and it probably made that a little difficult for me to uh, make the jump mm. to another school. You know, I, I was comfortable. I was one of the senior employees there. Um, but I just, um, I was ready for a change. I was ready for a new challenge and, uh, Goshen has been great. Um, awesome. you know, as much as I was, you know, dreading starting over and being the new guy and, yeah. and, uh, doing that Goshen's like a family as well. And I'm seeing that just like Albertus was where everybody's here to help. And, yeah. every, you know, the, from the administration to your coworkers, your mentors, everything. So uh, really enjoying Goshen so far, and I look forward to uh, growing and expanding my career here. Yeah, many years to come, I hope. That'd yeah, be great. Thank you. Yeah. You, uh, you jumped over to one of my questions uh, that I like to ask people, too. You said you look forward to growing. So I'm going to jump around from our question set here today a little bit. But what do you do to uh, try to stay current professionally? Uh, yeah, so I really just try to find... Um, I find joy in staying current with the latest developments in biology, uh, staying on top of the latest research, emerging technology, current events, things like that. Uh, my students know that I do a different uh, fun fact of the day mm. every single day. Nice. A lot of times it's um, topical, maybe something going on in the news or something that we just learned about. And uh, other times it's just like a crazy weird adaptation that an organism has. And we'll just kind of discuss that. And uh, then we get into the, uh, you know, down to business. <laughs> nice. No dad jokes, though. Just fun, fun facts. No, no, no. Straight, uh, straight, <laughs> straight business in 229. <laughs> That's no, good. No dad jokes. <laughs> That's good. All right. Um, what, do you, what, what do you get excited about in your specific field? Um, I mean, it's a, such a broad topic, and I, you say you love saying relevant and interested, but what, how, what gets, gets you excited? You know, I feel like um, right now that there is so much information at your fingertips um, when it comes to, you know, the computers that you have, the smartphones that you have. Um, and there's a lot of great information out of there and there's a lot of misinformation out there. Sure. So I love when I'm teaching about something and that triggers either something that they've heard that is true or something that they've heard that is maybe a little bit of a stretch. And I like going into that and, uh, you know, identifying reliable versus unreliable sources and, nice. um, you know, figuring out how to find the right information. It's kind of interesting. There's a big overlap in that world between my former career was in a social studies classroom, right? Mm -hmm. and, and talking the same thing about sources and, and what's factual and fiction. And you do that in the English classroom and library studies, it's all over the place. So it's a, yeah. it's a really great cross-curricular sort of model too, to look at, yeah. to evaluate those things. It's, it's awesome. It's crazy that the information that you want to find that will support you, you can find. Oh, you for know, anything. Yeah. For, for anything. You know, the fact that there are, you know, flat earthers out there. You know, I thought we settled this four or 500 <laughs> years ago, uh, yeah. but you go, oh, look at this and look at this. And it's just, uh, you know, you, you like hearing the students that they've heard it and that maybe they think it's ridiculous or maybe like, oh, they have a point. Let's look into that. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also interesting to see, to ask those questions, like, why would that have roots, you know? 
Right. Like I, I love the, if you will, conspiracy theory, like did we actually land on the moon or was it done in Hollywood? Yeah, That's yeah. a fun one to me because I'm like, you know, there's a reason to think that we didn't. For some right. people to say we just wanted to show the Soviets, you know, that we were better. Okay, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's a model for that, a reason why you could get behind it, but I don't believe it. That's flat what I'm Earth, saying. I can't find the no, reason. I, like, I, <laughs> and I've, ta- I've talked so to flat Earth people. I've, I've wasted my time with that, <laughs> not on social media, but that's what they want you to think. I'm like, yeah, but why? Right, what, right. What do they get out of it? Like, uh, I, I get denying certain things for political sure, or economic sure. reasons, but to. Uh, I don't see the point. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too, too bad we're not on uh, on video here because Adam's face is just totally befuddled right now thinking uh, about these blows people. Blows my mind sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, is there anything that you would love for your students or colleagues to know, or your fa- or the families that we're involved with to know more about you in terms of things you're interested in outside of school? Um, you know, I feel like I'm sort of an open book when it comes to uh, my students. You know, like what they know about me. Um, uh, they know I'm a big animal lover, uh, nice. vegan in the uh, everyday life, um, and that you know goes beyond the diet. It kind of goes with your just whole ethical uh, reasons for treating animals the way that you do. Um, I volunteer at animal sanctuaries. I try to make as many of my labs as vegan as possible. And if you nice. look at some of the some of the old school uh, labs, like if you just look at some of the AP biology labs that people do. Um, a lot of them can be made, um, not ethical. Sorry, there's the bell. Um, like if you look at, you know, certain dissections, even, you know, we Mm -hmm. all did them, we all did dissections, but like, you know, with the technology that's out there right now, you don't need to, uh, breed the animals for this and keep them in captivity and, and, uh, do that. Um, there's even a lab with like pill bugs where you order, thousand pill bugs and you just expose them to different um really yeah you expose them to heat or light or dark or different chemicals and then you kill them and it's just like (laughs) i know i know they're just bugs but yeah you know it doesn't need to be done that way you know sure there's labs with chicken liver i use beets sure you know um it's interesting too right that even in the medical profession let's say you pursued biology and then pre-med did the whole doctor world too there's a lot of procedures are now even sort of using more technology and lathroscopics yeah, and absolutely. lasers and computer sensors and stuff too. So I think it actually does a nice exposure, you know, to combine some of the virtual or some of the other yep. style labs than you would uh, the traditional. Yeah, it's great. And I mean, you could get all the information, you know, right. I remember dissecting things, especially, you know, in the middle school, high school level, I just remember like, you know, putting the frog's head on my pen. You know, I don't remember like <laughs> yeah. what how, you learned. How, much, how much learning <laughs> oh, uh, man. was done, but it, it was I did one lab. There's a great lab for uh, statistics. It introduces statistics for AP biology. It's with M&Ms, mm-hmm. um, which are not vegan. They've got the milk in it. Um, so I found Choco Yums. <laughs> and um, just the reactions to the students because they're not M&M's. M&M's right, are right, delicious, right. but they're not. <laughs> they're good, but they're not M&M's. So, you know, I'm trying. Kids you know, are seeing, funny. Seeing what works. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. So when you think about this and you go home at the end of the day and you talk to your loved ones and you say, you know what, today was a good day. What does that day look like for you? You know, whenever um, students are engaged and enthusiastic and um, they're actively participating, you know, no, no matter what's going on, uh, no matter what I'm teaching about, I think that's a good day. Mm-hmm. Um, whether the lesson went well or didn't go so hot, I, I think that when they are there contributing to discussion, 
Um, I like that. That's a good day for me. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's harder and harder these days and kids are plugged in and have a lot of distraction and everything too. So yeah, it's a, it really shows a lot of respect to you when they connect with you and they're engaged in what you're trying to do with them. Yeah, so absolutely. That's a, that is a good day. Do you have any advice for students who might be listening? Something to pursue, something that drove you, anything yeah, they can think um, of? You know, it sort of has to go with what you, um, what you said just now, you know, when they're just look up every once in a while. Yeah. You know, uh, you said it once at one of the uh, professional developments that you have this screen in front of you between you and the students. Yeah, the and laptop screen is like yeah. a, a wall between us. That's right. the illustration. And as much as I like the technology and I like not, you know, getting here an hour and a half to make copies before right. school starts, um, you know, come to class, put your phone away, take the things out of your ears and, and just look up. You know, I know you have a ton of information in front of you, but it's cool to see... Um, there's a lot of benefits of just being fully engaged in the learning experience. Yeah. A good friend of mine and a mentor who uh, retired a few years ago used to have a quote on his board that said, attention is the rarest and purest form of generosity. Yeah. Giving someone your attention. Yeah, that's great. And it, it, it requires almost no effort, mm -hmm. you know, homework and labs and sure. tests. That all requires effort. But literally just looking up and, you know, even just – Kids that nod when you're talking. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All right, about, someone's yeah. tracking them. Right, absolutely. right, exactly. So, no, you know, I get you've, it. You've got great um, teachers here at Goshen. They're, they're all passionate about what they do, and they all know a lot. And, um, you know, they're sort of experts in their field. Uh, take advantage of it. It's, it's uh, you know, look up every once in a while. That's, uh, I, I guess, all I can... Uh, my best advice. I love it. It's a great piece of advice. Even for us adults, we're so distracted and pulled in so many different ways. Yeah, absolutely. Adam, it's great talking to you. And I look forward to many future endeavors connect connecting together. And thanks for being on the Classroom Coliseum. All right. Thank you. Thank you for stepping into the Classroom Coliseum, the podcast home of the Goshen Gladiators. Through collaboration, innovation, and a commitment to excellence, we are building the foundation for a brighter tomorrow. Thank you for being a vital part of our mission to elevate, educate, and empower the learners of today and the leaders of tomorrow.